The Revamped Podcast, hosted by Lindsay Hepner. Rebuilding the digital entrepreneur. What's up? I haven't talked to Ari since What's she's that? been uh, having a, another little Ari in her belly. Yeah, we worked out and I didn't, I didn't tell anybody yet. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy you're here because... I watch you from afar. I admire you from afar. You are a girl boss. And I'm just really excited to talk about business today and how you've built an empire in so many different directions. And we're going to discuss everything right now. But um, I want to first begin with just how you got started in in the business because you are, you are everywhere. I've noticed you are everywhere. <laughs> and it's so cool because you're you're one of the hottest people in UFC and like you've <laughs> stayed consistent and re relevant this whole time. And I, I've known UFC when I was a little girl coming from Huntington and mm -hmm. I, I'm just like so proud to know you as a friend and see how you keep being consistent and being relevant and just building your business on top of the brand that you've named you've made for yourself as a as a woman and I just kind of want to know how you got started and and I know a lot of people on here want to know that too well thank you so much and I feel the same way about you you're such a girl boss so thanks for for the compliment uh -huh. um so basically, I I started with UFC probably about 14 years ago, and I never thought it was going to be what it is now or kind of open all these doors for me. And But I did see that as soon as, like, I think at the time it was, like, Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Yeah. It was nothing like Instagram, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, okay, let me open all these accounts because I'm starting to get uh, attention from people that I don't know so might as well so I started all these uh, you know the social media um, to kind of connect with my fans um, that I created with UFC which I didn't think was going to happen at all yeah but I kind of saw that there was nothing going on in the space of like merchandise for fans um, so I started my own calendar and t-shirts and tank tops and stuff like that um probably because i saw not that i watched wwe but i i think it i think at one point they did have like an e-show like mm -hmm. the girls did and they were like shooting their own calendars and yeah. blah 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 and i was like okay i'm i want to do that and i always looked up to like the girls in maxim and even playboy i was like oh i want to be like that <laughs> um, so so that was like my little start to all of that and it created the Ariani Celeste business and brand and and from there it kind of like opened doors for everything else and because of UFC I kind of I I got the confidence to move to LA mm -hmm. from Vegas yeah and start auditioning I I, I landed a uh, I landed a show but this was after five years of auditioning like oh wow and getting no's no 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 so I finally landed um, over Holland after five years and I had done all the work. I'd gone to like um, hosting, uh, hosting classes, acting classes. 
I did a lot of work for UFC online that was like teleprompter work. Mm -hmm. So I finally like felt really comfortable in front of the camera. So that helped with auditions. Yeah. Yeah. So, so being on TV was like a huge accomplishment for me and overhauling was my first show. And then I went on to MTV guy code. Oh my gosh. I remember that. Oh my gosh. I remember that. Yeah. I I just want to, I want to kind of step back and, and go through what you just had said. So you know, UFC at the time that you came on, I I think was such a memorable moment for me to even like know who you were at that time, because there was no, you would not ever think a ring girl had that much presence. You were the it girl of UFC. Like that is a huge, (laughs) you you were. And I, I only remember you, no one else, you know, and, and obviously you have a few girls that are part of that, you know, job for every, for every fight, but you were the it girl. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you capitalized on that, you, you built a brand around your name, around an upcoming sport that obviously no one knew was going to be this, this crazy, because even at that time, I mean, boxing was the it thing, you know, UFC was still, you know, in its incubator stages, but you were definitely the it girl. You saw a, a, a niche in your own avenue and you took advantage of it. And I hope you take this as a compliment, but I really saw you as like the Brooke, what's her name? Brooke Burke. I, what's her name? Yeah. And she was like my, <laughs> I, yeah, she was my idol. Like I remember her calendars, yeah. everything. Like she was capitalizing on her branding as, um, and I remember her yeah. being on that show and everything. So I definitely put you yeah. in that kind of genre of like figuring out how you can be more than just a model or more than just, you know, uh, just brand, you. branding yourself bigger. And, and that's so crazy to, to see where you've become now, but I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. And, and also she's actually yeah. my, my, my idol as well. And my like business model only because like she she's not only beautiful but she's done playboy she's done mm-hmm. maxim she's done all the sexy stuff but she still maintains like a classy image she's now a mom she's super fit like i've always looked up to her too so no i and so that's funny you said that <laughs> yeah i i thought about it right away when i was when we were just talking right now about the calendar stuff is she definitely had a, a direction and and she was kind of the elite of her her niche. So it's, yeah. it's really cool to see you kind of take the same path and, and still be the it girl of UFC, even through this whole time, you know, yeah. of how many years has it been that UFC has been around? I started with UFC like 14 years ago, but they've been around, I think, I don't know, probably longer than that. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, I hope <laughs> yeah. You're like, I hope I, I think it was, they started in 2004. Maybe they got bought out by the Fertitas. Got um, it. And I, yeah. And, and so the calendar yeah. thing you're still doing, right? That's still a consistent business for you. Yeah. It's, it's a way for me to connect with my fans. And um, I do like meet and greets and stuff before all this crazy COVID stuff. Um, I would go to like different cities that UFC is in and I would get booked for calendar signings and stuff there. So it really is a way for me to like say hi to my fans, like yeah. one-on-one and, um, just thank them because it's been so long and they're, they're so loyal and amazing. So, yeah. And, and I mean, you've, you've, that 
that is so important when it comes to being someone in your position to keep that consistent because these people are following you on Instagram, on TikTok, on every platform. And the fact that you're recognizing them back and knowing that you're, you're, you know, doing a 50, like a 50, 50% and being loyal and being supportive is, is always something that they're always going to remember. And I was talking with that with Gabby. It's like, you're always in a position where you, you know, you are a role model, no matter if you like it or not, you know, and being a role model Mm -hmm. is part of the job of recognizing the people that care about you and you need to like reciprocate it. So I'm sure they appreciate it so much that you do that for them. So, okay. So let's get back to you coming onto UFC and then you finding value in branding yourself. And then on these platforms, I mean, when did you start realizing that Instagram was actually a great platform to monetize yourself and create not only like, you know, revenue from the UFC, just being a, you know, a famous Mm -hmm. person in that, but also your own name, you know, on Instagram like this, Mm -hmm. I see you posting all the time, like you are consistently working. So how, how did that transition? and, And how was that for you? Like, how did you feel about that? You know, I have a love hate relationship with social media. It's like, it is a job. Um, I post every day. Um, so being consistent is super important, but I, again, I, I saw the opportunity to, to make, to monetize off of social media and I took it. Like if I'm going to have all these, these fans and, and these big numbers, like if it's something that I truly believe in Mm -hmm. and it's a product that I can back 100%, I'm all for it. Like, like my fitness stuff with like sweet sweat and stuff like that. Um, it just always has to be in alignment with who I am and, uh, what I believe in. And, and that's mostly like fitness, lifestyle, fashion, it's like all the girly stuff. So, um, it's fun. Yeah. I like it. I feel super lucky that I can basically work from wherever I want to. So, yes, that's, what's great about, I I think the business that you guys have with your platform is you can be wherever you want. They can ship ship the product and you can just do it from where from vegas or la but also too i really like knowing that you only stand behind products that you believe in i think that's a really important thing to remember when it comes to that because your audience is feeding off of everything you feed them so just being true to yourself and being loyal to them is really, really important. And I think they're going to be really happy that you said that, that like you do use these products, you do stand behind them and they are a part of your lifestyle. Yeah. A day in the life of Ari, what, what are you working on? Like, what is your schedule? Cause now that you're a mom, I'm sure it's a lot more work because you, you have to be healthy and, and, you know, think about number one, which is your baby. But how has that transitioned yeah. into the lifestyle you have? Because I know you're a go, go, go kind of girl. So for anyone out there yeah. who is like, I can't be a mom and, and be a girl boss, like you are a perfect example of it actually being possible. So tell us your day in the life Thank of you. working your ass off. So a day in the life, I have to like get my mind right. So I started meditating like at, like 10, mi- 10 minutes a day and it really just like helps me like calm down and know that I can conquer anything. 
and then I get to my emails and then I get to my Instagram. So um, I feel like if I go straight to my emails or Instagram, like it's just too much. My, yeah. my mind is just like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that and then I go ahead and like write to-do lists either the night before or the day of just so I can make sure to get through everything that I need. But um, for instance, I'm doing a lot of Zoom calls. Uh, I have weekly meetings with uh, my girlfriend box team as well as ambassadors that we hired um, just to make sure that they're on the right track. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a lot of Zoom meetings lately. A lot of overseeing. Because of everything going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, so, I think that's really important. You, you, you write everything the night before. I feel like that helps me to not be so stressed. I usually mm-hmm. like before I go to bed, everything that's in my mind, I write down so I can stop having it circulate over and over at night. Cause I, Oh yeah. I like that. You know, cause I don't want to sleep knowing that I have things to do tomorrow. So when I write them down before I go to bed, then I'm like more relaxed because I don't know if this happens to you, but it feels like a bigger issue when you're thinking about it than when you actually write it down. It feels less threatening to me. Yeah, I I, I totally agree because you know that it's there. You can look at it the next day. You won't forget. And conquer it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I like the meditation as well in the morning. I think that to calm your nerves and like make sure that you're good first – is always Mm -hmm. your number one priority is you first before anyone else. And I, my routine more is like, I do the meditation, I relax, I get my coffee. And then I, I automatically listen to a podcast that gives me like optimistic, you know, like goal setting, like you can do it, you know, cause not everyone wakes up stoked to conquer the world. I mean, We both have our ups and downs and in business, you know, you're always putting out fires (laughs) left and right and and trying to make things work. And so it's always nice to have like some affirmation in the morning, you know, that's for me, that's how that is. But let's go back into uh, the UFC. So like what sports background do you have? Like how, how did that connect? So I actually don't have any connection with sports. I don't have, I don't have brothers. So I'm like quite the girly girl. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I was going to college in Vegas at UNLV and I was to pay my way through college. I was like doing random like billboard work or photo shoots for casinos, like really weird Vegas work. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then I got, I got the call for what I thought at the time was even weirder to yeah. be like an octagon girl for yeah. UFC. I was like, this is weird, but whatever. I need money. So did you I'll get go the, to the um, casting. Did you? Oh, so huh? you got a call from your agent or something. They are like, Hey, we want yeah. you to go. Okay, cool. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. And at the time I, I've, I've seen like a little bit of UFC on TV. I had no idea like the actual sport behind it. And uh, so I was like, I'll go. It kind of scares me. I've seen a lot of like blood and sweat on, on TV yeah. with the little bit that I had seen. But um, I went, there was about like 40, 40 girls. At the time, I was super shy and uh, very young. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, I put on the bikini and I just remember them asking me if I knew what UFC was. 
and I said, to be honest, I've only, I've, I've seen it a a little bit on TV, but I don't follow it. I was completely honest. I, I'm a really bad liar. So me too. (laughs) That's good though. (laughs) Yeah. They ended up choosing me and I did my first couple shows in Vegas. And then I remember they took me to Anaheim and I remember sitting in my hotel in Anaheim and I was like, this is dope. I'm the shit. Like, I'm traveling for work in Anaheim. Oh my gosh. And then, yeah, I, I was just like, okay. And then fast forward like a year later, I, it, literally like a year later, I had a contract with them and I was like, I'm traveling to England. I'm trying to oh, traveling wow. to Ireland and Brazil and like I was everywhere and it was a dream come true yeah because I never thought that I was I never even thought I would get out of Vegas so um to be traveling with the UFC was such a dream come true wow I mean and that's such a cool position to be in you're like in the incubator stages of like one of the biggest sports you know yeah and not even knowing like the the opportunity that would come and, and come out of it. But, oh my gosh. Yeah. At, at that time too, I'm sure just traveling anywhere was like, yes, I, I picked the yeah. right, <laughs> the right career. What, yeah, what, what, sure. ha, what has been the most rewarding thing about UFC this whole time? The most rewarding, I think it has to be the traveling and, and growing with the sport. Like it's literally catapulted my whole career, um, opened so many doors for me yeah. and my, my UFC family were like this. So, um, yeah. And do you have, this... yeah, I have, I have like a work family, which is great. So you have, you've had the same like management team since day one. Is that been the same this whole time? Um, so like, as far as UFC goes, mm-hmm. there's obviously my boss, Dana, which he's just the boss of all bosses, yeah. but I can still come to him. I can still text him if I have any issues. Like oh my gosh. he's there for me. Yeah. So, um, so I, I have him and then I have, you know, his, his assistants that I, I keep in touch with just in case. And then I have um, my makeup artist who's been my makeup artist, I think over 10 years wow. and we became so close. Yeah. So she's like family. Um, she's at all my like Christmas events and stuff. And, um, she's more like the, the mama bear of, of all the girls. So, yeah. um, does she, yeah. do, do, I mean, I mean, I definitely think that if you can find someone that can do your face right forever, I mean I've had makeup done and I'm like I do not look like myself I can't I can't work with you again and I don't know if you've had that yeah she knows my face so well like I I can be asleep and just be like go for it (laughs) wake up and feel good (laughs) yeah so what what has changed in the UFC for you like obviously you've seen so many transitions and everything and, and it's become more of a massive sport what, what has changed within UFC that you've seen that has been like, whoa, this is history in the making? I mean, it's definitely changed, I think, with the, the buyout that was a few years ago. Um, I think they got bought out for like a couple billion dollars, like mm-hmm. no big deal. <laughs> but um, it's, it's changed in a way. It's still mom and pop, but it's a lot bigger, I think. 
Um, we, you can still see the same faces. You see a lot of new faces. Um, but I think the biggest thing is like, they're on the biggest platforms like ESPN. Um, and they're one of the only sports that started like first in this whole pandemic thing. So yeah. that was yeah. really cool. Yeah. That was really cool to see. Yeah. What, what's going on right now? Dana, Dana has an Island or something. What's going on? <laughs> That's what I'm. Yeah, doing. <laughs> he. Um, <laughs> there's a few uh, a few places that they can still hold events, and that's Florida, um, Vegas, and Dubai. Got so, it. Um, I had actually had a bunch of events scheduled, uh, but then the pandemic hit, and then I started showing a little bit. So I was like, okay, I guess I can't go. What? Why? <laughs> but, uh, they just, yes. they, because you're pregnant, pregnant, you can't go there or what? No, I mean, I could, but because of, because of, first of all, I didn't want to be in like walking around in a bikini with a bump and then just for precaution Got it. Um, about traveling and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to travel that far. Got it. And God forbid anything happened. But yeah. yeah. No, that is pretty far. I, ac- I actually canceled my, I was supposed to go to Dubai, I think about eight months well before all this happened but I I was really sick at the time and I was like oh man that flight's gonna be long I don't know if I want to struggle through it (laughs) no matter how luxurious Emirates is you know you're still you're still in really bad (laughs) circulating air so it doesn't matter yeah that's true (laughs) so for yeah. for everyone that doesn't know, what is all the businesses you're working on right now? Because even too, I know you're you're in real estate, right? With owning properties, and you have your girlfriend box, which I want to dive into. What what else are you? What else is Ari doing all day? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just got my fourth property, um, which which is gonna be my nest for my baby. Oh my gosh, uh, four prop what? I'm sorry. I'm yeah, trying I to start, just get I one. Started, yeah. <laughs> How old were yeah, you? The best. I was 23 when I got my first house. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And was it scary for you? Yeah. I asked another girl this and I just want to know, cause I'm trying to do that and I'm yeah. freaked out. I'm freaked out yeah. by it. It's definitely scary. I think the, um, the whole paperwork process, you have to like show them so much stuff which which can be really stressful but at the end of the day like to know that you're paying your mortgage you're not paying someone else's mortgage by you know these high price rentals in in LA it's just such a good feeling um yeah that's what I was um, that's what I was thinking I was thinking why am I paying so much rent when I don't own the property at the end of the day I might as well just buy something and then pay that to that it seems way more responsible Exactly. I would just say do your research, you know, make sure that areas are good. Look at other properties around the area so that you know that your property is going to hold its value. Got it. That's super important. Um, My first house was bought in Vegas and it was right before the stock market crashed. And it was a nightmare. Like I, I, I was so sad because I lost so much money. But at the end of the day, it was like, Again, it's a learning experience. It yeah. wasn't like it was a million dollar property or anything like that, but um, it it was my first time getting a house. So it was 
So it's kind of discouraging, but then I was like, okay, I'm going to do it again. Well, but, but that's <laughs> so also, I've done it. yeah, that's also too something yeah. that people need to remember. It's like, no matter what you do, when you venture into something new, you are going to have those trials yeah. and errors and it's just going to happen. Like you're going to have to get past that fear, but look at sure. you're on your fourth one right now. That's insane. Yeah. And Thank so, you. So what else are you doing, girl? So um, I just relaunched Girlfriend Box, which is yeah. my subscription jewelry box. Um, it has a brand new look, a brand new logo. Um, it's gone from a fashion box to a jewelry box that you can, basically you can do it one time every month or five times a year. And the five times a year I think is the best because you can pre-schedule like an anniversary, a birthday oh my or any kind of special date that you have. Yeah. So, so it's like automatic. If you're a guy, you don't forget your dates. You're all good. If you're a girl, you can put in your girlfriend's birthdays and stuff. I like sending my girlfriends like flowers and stuff, but I feel like jewelry is much better because it lasts. Wait, that, um, that is so amazing because, okay. So I really wanted to dive into this because I feel like the subscription model is so genius and the fact that you mm-hmm. have made life easier for men has probably mm-hmm. they've been probably praising you and I <laughs> I also want to yeah. say like I also want to add into this is that you are capitalizing on your demographic so me and Ari have worked together with other stuff but knowing your demographics which is your male female ratio you have mostly male you have, yeah. you have capitalized on that with Girlfriend Box, making a subscription model to help men mm-hmm. um, help with their daily year planning and, and yeah. <laughs> but also to cater to your audience, which is men. That's so yeah. smart of you as a businesswoman. Thank you. Yeah, I actually came up with Girlfriend Box, but I was cleaning out my closet and I was on Instagram uh, stories. And then I got a bunch of DMs from guys who were like, oh, will you save that for my girlfriend? She would love it. So it started out as, as a fashion box, but it was a, a nightmare. And this was like two years of trying to figure out what girls really like. <laughs> and um, what girls really like, like what, what we can all agree on yeah. is jewelry. Um, we all have our different styles and, and all that. So it's hard to make girls um, happy with just one style of clothing. So I took out the clothing I just stuck to the jewelry, which just seems to make everyone happy. And um, we relaunched the brand in July with the whole uh, new look, new logo, new branding, new partners. (laughs) Wow. So when you, so I want to, I want to like walk through the process. So when you log on to Girlfriend Box online and it's girlfriendbox.com, right? Just so everyone knows where to go. So take us through the process of how, um, if a guy on here is listening in, how it's going to easy, make his life so much easier with his girlfriend. So how, like there's yeah, different options so, or how do we do this? So basically you go on and sign up. You can say whether your girlfriend is boho, classic, or edgy. There's three different styles and, um, our program automatically, uh, gets all the different, um, pieces in that category and then you could say whether you want it one time every month so like 12 times a, a, yeah. a year or five times a year and five times a year is where you could schedule your anniversary her birthday 
you can do Valentine's Day, Christmas, and then whatever other date that you want. And as soon as you put it in, it's in the database. Wow. You forget about it. And even if you forget about it and it's like your anniversary, mm-hmm. she'll still get it. And you're wow. like, oh your, my gosh, your you're like, yeah. Wow. And also, yeah. <laughs> do, she, do they get different stuff each time? Is it different boxes of collections and everything? Yeah, it's different stuff every time. Wow. I If I was a dude... Just to save my marriage or save my relationship, <laughs> I would be buying a year subscription. Uh, Kyle, doesn't yeah. this sound like something you would totally be involved? I I didn't even know that, that you were doing that. That yeah. is genius, woman. Oh, thank you. That's so smart. Yeah. I, I feel like that's why Nordstrom's only gives men one, one floor. Because guys don't want to do oh, that yeah. much work, you know? So the fact that you made it easier yeah. for them is so cool and even too since i'm so busy this is so smart for just giving gifts to my friends you know as a girl yeah because you do forget i mean you get so busy and then the day comes and you're like i don't have time to go shopping and usually the the day that you go shopping you never get what you want because everything's sold out so it seems like such a genius branding position that you put yourself in that's amazing. Thank you. Um, I'm really Thank glad. You. I'm really glad you explained that to me because now that I know, like, I, I'm gonna go <laughs> online and check that out because I have a few friends that yes. have their birthdays coming up, so this is perfect. Amazing. Um, so, amazing. what for your ambassadors for your brand, and and what are you looking yeah. for? Are you branding with males or females to market market girlfriend box? So we have like a almost like a 50-50 demographic. Um, but we're noticing that even though this is this was made for men, we're have, we have a lot of female customers. Wow. So we, we have probably about three male ambassadors and the rest are girls that are like into fashion and jewelry. So, so um, we're working with quite a few different, in different um, categories. Like even TikTok, we're trying to see if that works for for the brand. So I have a great team that that focuses on that, yeah. so that I can focus on the marketing and everything else. So, so with, so with yeah. the the ambassadors, what kind of marketing tools are you doing? Are you doing IG stories, unboxing? What what kind of program do you have them on? So we do uh, we definitely do a lot of story swipe ups. We do. We do live chats every month, um, oh. kind of talking about relationships and how you can keep the spice alive, how you how you should treat your woman. Um, we do, uh, we definitely do unboxing, um, and we do a lot of ads too. Okay. So my my partners my partners are kind of like the brand brains mm-hmm. um, and and operation behind it. So yeah. they're doing ads and stuff and the ads I feel like even if you don't know who I am like it's gonna hit someone and be like oh I need a gift I'll get it it. from girlfriend box so 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 with your your Facebook or Instagram you're doing Facebook and Instagram right correct for ads Uh for your for your ads are you using your face or are you are you just using the the branding branding in itself um, we're, we're doing a little bit of both. Okay. Um, we'll use like my face or the ambassador's face and mix it in with, um, branding, uh, 
we just like edit videos together and Got see it. what works. They test a bunch of ads and what uh, are, daily. So. What, what are you guys seeing? I, I mean, obviously you are a household name. Are you seeing that your face is working better or is it more relatable to have someone that's, you know, that's not at your caliber or? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of both. Um, it just depends on the content really. Got it. But. And, and it's always, yeah. you know, I've noticed with, with the brands that we push out with ads and everything, definitely people want to see something that they, they can relate to, you know? Um, yeah. Especially with, it, with your stuff, you, you know, just as an example, like gifts, that is so relatable for anybody. And it must be honestly yeah. really cool to have a, now a 50-50 following with girls because girls shop a lot. You know, we like mm-hmm. to enjoy that part of getting gifts, giving gifts, everything. And, but you've, yeah. you've marketed it to where you, both sides of the demographic, um, you know, pendulum can work. And, and that is a yeah. very, very great model for a brand because you're not leaving anyone out. This, this is a product yeah. for everybody. So the masses, the masses is super key. Unless you're doing niche, I, I totally understand. There's a definitely a different model for that. But obviously your model seems like it's the masses. And I, mm-hmm. that's a very, very good <laughs> direction to take a brand <laughs> is for everybody. And I, I feel Thank like too, you. jewelry is also, uh, the type of thing with jewelry is like the, I was talking to someone yesterday about this. When it comes to business, there's certain products in the industry that have a really high return um, rate. And jewelry, I feel, isn't because you're not putting on clothes. I'm sure that was probably why you exited out clothes, right? Because it's an issue for people. If if it doesn't fit them, if they don't like it, whatever. But jewelry is different. Like, you know. Yeah. Jewelry, we just found that people don't take it back. for the most part, they're very happy with the pieces. The pieces are super high quality too. They're they're gold and silver plated, so they're not going to rust. You yeah. know, they get wet or whatnot. So, just wanted to make sure that they're getting super high quality stuff. Yeah, that's so far so good. That's that's always important because I'm always nervous about putting my really cool jewelry in a pool and then it just rusting. And I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, I spent all that money for no reason. <laughs> So you were also talking to me, um, outside of this, you were, you're doing another line. Yeah. So speaking of niche, cause you use the word niche. I, I, uh, had this crazy (laughs) idea when I became pregnant because I, I like to be like tan and there wasn't really anything on the market that was made for like a mama glow. Got so it. I created a, um, a product that helps a mama glow inside and out, um, before and after pregnancy. And it's really good for stretch marks and, um, makes you just have that healthy glow. And amazing. I actually, I'm shooting the, I'm shooting the website and marketing and everything else this weekend. So I'm like, hoping my baby doesn't come early because <laughs> I really need to get, I got to get these pictures done. And um, you want I just got my sample. Yeah. Yeah. And so you so, want to be pregnant when you, when you do the shoot, right? Is yeah. That- I wanted, I wanted to be pregnant. Um, the sample took a lot, a lot longer to get, 
um, with like the lab and everything, getting like the perfect scent and the perfect like feel and whatever. So, um, so yeah, I'm shooting this weekend and then hopefully launching that product by before Christmas. Wow. Yeah. That'll be a good Christmas gift for everyone. What, what was the process of that, of, of actually going in and, and testing and making a new product like that? I know that you're you were probably really hands-on, but how many months has it been mm-hmm. that you've been doing back and forth and making sure the product was perfect? Um, it's kind of been throughout my whole pregnancy because um, I I just know that um, certain scents are good for you when you're pregnant and mm-hmm. certain scents are not. So I wanted to make sure it had like essential oils and also stuff to prevent stretch marks and also the color. Like I wanted the color to, to show in a certain way on the skin. So it's been a process, especially because of uh, the pandemic. So everything was kind of delayed. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And instead of meeting in person and like seeing and feeling stuff, it would have to get sent oh, to me and, and then, then I have to, I have back. Yeah, yeah. Feedback. And yeah, so it's been a process, but it's getting done, <laughs> even though it's so close <laughs> to my due date. Wait, I'm um, so interested yeah. about the, the scent. So when you're pregnant, there's certain things you are not able to smell or can you kind of touch a little bit more on that? Yeah. So your, your sense of smell is heightened like a lot. Like I remember, especially in the beginning, like if I would smell a certain smell, I would like make me want to vomit. Um, but, <laughs> but like sense like, like eucalyptus are very like invigorating and energizing. So it has a bit of that smell. Um, which is good for pregnancy and and also nausea like if you're feeling nauseous to smell that it's kind of like it prevents that so well then that's really important that you have gone through this process because you're making a product where you can actually test it on yourself and know it I mean I I see a lot of people in the space making something that they would never use or they've never kind of had the background to do so it is really important I think in business to actually build something that is something that you're having struggles with, you know, and, and that's yeah. a perfect example that you wanted this beautiful glow as a mom and something that doesn't make you puke at the end of the day from smelling it. <laughs> and so it's great yeah. to see that out of these nine months, you have created another business that caters to people that are probably looking for something like this, you know, and, and nine months is a Thank long you. time. Nine months is a long time to <laughs> not have a product that you can like, you know, put on your body to withstand, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got my, my samples probably like a month ago and then I, I finalized like the, um, the one that I liked, uh, after using it for like a couple weeks yeah. to see what I liked. Yeah. And, and so you, yeah. so in the next couple of months before Christmas, you're going to be coming out. How are you going to do all this? I mean, this is a lot of marketing on your end to tackle. Do you kind of pull back on other brands and just fully focus? You're going to be fully focusing more on your, your businesses or how, how is that going to work? Because then you're going to have a baby. You're actually going to have another living, breathing human being that <laughs> may do your accounting. Cause that's what my baby is going to yeah. do. It's going to go straight to accounting, but, <laughs> but yeah. how are you going to do that um, girl? I honestly, I feel, I, I feel more at ease when I'm busy than when I'm not. Got it. So 
So I think that I'm just going to have to be like, you know, scheduled and determined and um, multitask. I'm good at multitasking. So yeah, obviously you have four properties. You're going to have two business, uh, two big businesses. You have a calendar. You have also, and you're going back to UFC, right? After the baby comes out. Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, I'm not going to put like a, a date on it or anything. Mm-hmm. I want to feel good about myself physically, yeah. mentally, all that. So, so hopefully, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm... by like Christmas or the new year. I don't know. Well, I don't want to put a date on it. <laughs> I, I, I can see, I yeah. can see that, but I know a lot of men who think it's so hot that girls are pregnant. Like, that's, like, their thing. Kyle, is that your thing? (laughs) That's not your thing? That's my thing. I I know quite a few guys that think it's the hottest thing. Because it's... Well, well, it's because, also, too, you're fertile. Isn't it, like, something like that? Like, you can have babies. So, it's, like, sexy, I guess. (laughs) They can spread their seeds. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, oh, my gosh. Well, I'm... So, so proud of you. I love that I got to learn a lot more about you. We, But I want to even learn more. We're going to do a lightning round with you. Just a little fun lightning round. Okay. And I got to grab my dog because she's just looking at me like, you're talking about babies. Aww. I'm your baby. Da, 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 da. So right now, pregnant, um, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? But what is it changed from before? No, it's mint chocolate chip. Okay. Sure. Yum. <laughs> do you do you speak another language? I speak Spanish. Okay. We were we were trying to guess that before we came on, but we didn't we didn't know. <laughs> so <laughs> because do you speak yeah, Spanish on your lives? On your lives at all? Uh not really, no. So so Spanish is my first language and then I started school and then I just started speaking English all the time. So I have I have no accent, but I do <laughs> speak it and understand it completely. Oh, my gosh. I, I I did five years of Spanish, and when I moved to Costa Rica for, like, six months, I was forced to, like, fully be fluent. But I've lost uh-huh. that, and I wish I could, you know, it, it almost like you have to be thrown into it to just keep up with it. Because, I mean, yeah. in L- L.A., no one's speaking Spanish all day to me. So, but I love yeah. the language. I, I love the people. And, um, you just got to practice. Yeah. I've been bad about that. So, oh, this is, (laughs) that's how I feel when I go to Mexico. I'm like, (laughs) I get right back in it and it feels good. And then I come home and I'm back to English. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that's, (laughs) I wish that was happening to me. That does not happen to me. Um, do you, do you believe in fate? I believe in fate, destiny and divine timing. Yes, for sure. I, I figured you did because you're a very spiritual, spiritual woman. Yeah. So I figured <laughs> yeah. that was the, the yes answer. Um, favorite number. Mm-hmm. This is so random, Chris. Favorite number? Okay, go. My well, you're in Uf- UFC. You're a ring girl. So maybe that was why. Favorite number. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite number is the angel number, 333. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even know the angel number. Now I know. Thank you. Thank you for, I learned something every day. My team's like, see, see, you need to know that. Okay. Um, who has it easier, men or women? Um, I think it's a toss up. We, we both have our own struggles. I think women 
um, in business, you know, trying to make it have their struggles, but then men have all this pressure of like being the providers and being this mm-hmm. and that. So it, yeah. I think there's pressures on both sides. Um, so I wouldn't discredit either one of us. I don't know. I'm going to say men because we have to be pregnant and have a period every month. I'm not okay with that. I feel like men oh, would yeah. have such a hard time <laughs> being pregnant. Can, I, you, can you? I, think so too. I can't even imagine the complaining. They're the complaining oh God, yeah. and babying you'd have to give them. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. It's truth right now. They're yeah. all looking at me. Go, you, you know, that's true. It, it is true. I couldn't imagine you pregnant, Chris, coming in here complaining your feet hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever worn socks with sandals? These are so random. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I have never done that. I, I might have done it for, like, two seconds as, like, a joke and to be goofy, but... Yeah. No, I could never, I could never do that. Oh, well, you know what? Honestly, I thought it was pretty hot because when I used to live in Denmark, guys would wear it, but it was like kind of like an edgy street style. I kind of liked it, uh-huh. but here, if I saw uh-huh. it, I'd be like, yeah, that looks whack. But in, <laughs> in Denmark, it looked sick. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nate, I'm not saying that one. We can pass this one. Um, why can't we tickle ourselves? Oh, wow. All right. That's, that's a, a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I never thought of that. I think it's because the, st- the, the thought process of our brain, right? Like we're already knowing we're going to yeah. do it. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, such yeah. A, that's what I was thinking. I'm just waiting. I'm going to be like, I am Ron Burgundy with these questions. <laughs> like, I don't know what's coming up next. <laughs> Um, what does a person, oh, I like this one. What does a person need to be happy? A person needs to be, I think, comfortable in their own skin. Because when you're comfortable in your own skin, you're not trying to compete against others. You're content with who you are. You're content with your surroundings. Mm-hmm. I think it's about just being happy with who and what you are. I, I think you said that perfect because Instagram I feel is always showing you like things that are going on and, and things that people are doing and it, and you're human. Yeah. When you see it, you're human and you get jealous and you feel inferior or whatever. What, what is your being grounded on that end? Do you, do you mute certain things? Do you stay off of Instagram for those reasons? Do you only post and not look at other people, what they're doing? I mean, cause that, that all feeds those energies but I think it is important mm-hmm. at the end of the day to just be really solid in yourself and, you know, yeah. be supportive and be your biggest cheerleader. So how do, how do you do that every day? I think it's just, you know, not comparing yourself to others, um, knowing you're on a different path. You're in a complete, different, unique, beautiful path that was made just for you. Aww. And if you see someone doing good, you should you should be happy for them. And, and by having that kind of energy, you get that kind of energy back. Like the, the universe wants to, to keep you happy too, when you're happy for others. So, um, I try, I try to just not compare myself to other people's lives. That that's a, that's a good, good thing to say, because I think a lot of people do that in this space. We all compare ourselves and think, why aren't we doing that? Or why aren't we that great at this? But exactly. We, we all have, 
qualities that are different and we capitalize on our qualities in different ways and it no person is the same so I agree with you it's it's always good to be your own cheerleader and also be a cheerleader for other people because that energy does come back for sure I agree with you and oh I love this one what's the best age huh honest hmm (laughs) the best age I think everything started changing for me at 28 years old and 30 was like, I had a mini meltdown, but at the same time, it was like a beautiful, like awakening of, okay, I'm no longer like this young girl, but I am going into womanhood and I'm going to learn so much and become the best version of myself. Yeah. Well, I think 30 is like great. I agree with you. I feel like every woman when they turn 30 starts to cry and have this like the world (laughs) world is ending moment. I had the same thing. I was like, I'm going to have a birthday with everyone there and everyone's going to know this is like monumental. And then I was like, I'm also nervous. I have to be married, pregnant, have a house, all this stuff. And then when the next day I was like, yeah, I'm I'm good. I love my 30s. I, I think it yeah. like you also too aren't as insecure about yourself. I feel like my twenties I was like worried about what everyone thought about me, everything. And then when I turned thirty, I was like, fuck that. <laughs> like I don't yeah, care. I don't exactly. care anymore. <laughs> but yeah. I, I love my thirties. Yeah, I love my thirties. Yeah, me too. Um is me it too. is it is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? If for, for COVID, no. Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore it isn't. Was it ever? Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, I kind of think it's rude when no. someone, like, chows down a chip and then puts it back in. So, I don't know about yeah, you, Yeah, I Ari. think so, too. Yeah. You can put your own little dip on a plate and then go from there. Yeah, I'm I'm usually the double dipper, which is bad. I'm, all, I'm not okay with anyone else doing <laughs> it, but I'm okay when I'm doing it. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Well, um, this has been an amazing, I'm just really happy that we got to do this. I know that the last time we talked, we were doing a fitness workout, which was awesome as well. But Ari, can you please just, I want to give a shout out to all your businesses. So if you want to link out right now and, and I want everyone to support you and, and all that stuff. So thank you. Yeah. So you can follow Girlfriend Box or check out the website, girlfriendbox.com. Follow me at Ariane Celeste. And the Mama Glow is launching soon, so I'll keep you guys posted on that. I'm so excited <laughs> about the Mama Glow for you. And guys, yes, please go follow Ari. Follow us. Subscribe, like, comment. We are going to have this on audio and visual. You're going to see Ari's lovely face. She looks gorgeous pregnant i'm i'm so happy for you babe and i'm supporting you and cheerleading you from afar so thank you for being on the show today thank you all right thank you so much yeah that's it